Hi, welcome to another Sparky Ninja podcast. This is Dave here, and today I want to talk about AFDDs, but only a little bit because I'm fed up with them. Now, I, a week ago, I uploaded a YouTube video which I actually recorded back in July, just when the public draft was being closed and everything was uh, being done, and the 18th edition was being launched. I had all this ready to go, and my opinion at the time was, I don't know if you've seen the YouTube video, but my opinion at the time was quite negative about these devices. Because I did some research in the patent, the background, the history, the uh, alternative technologies, and the statistics. The statistics that kind of proved that they didn't actually work or didn't improve as they were said to. But anyway, I've... um. I decided to review the situation now with the new year, with the 18th edition now being in place. We've had six months for the manufacturers to go back to base, to open up the microprocessors, to tell us the algorithms, to tell us exactly how these devices work. We know what they apparently do. We know what they theoretically do. But when we're asked for the actual brains to show us to the, what they do, you know, the actual um, the pattern of the data is very, 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 very vague. Maybe because this is information that is obviously um, all behind um, behind a lock and key. Who knows? But um, most of the most engineers are very very unconvinced with these devices. So anyway, um, we we spoke to we spoke to representatives from Crowdtree and YNX all oh, I don't know about October November last year, and we were told the AFDD will be approximately sixty to ninety pounds when released. It would be double pole with an attached RCBO. Eaton at the time had the three pole, which was obviously just a beast. But um, we just saw a couple of weeks ago that Wilex have appeared on Screwfix, and they were the double double well the double pole double module devices. It was an RCBO with the AFDD attached to it, but they went with a um, they went with we went with this model, but they're pricing at two hundred and five pounds. So this kind of goes to the problem of cost, and we had a little debate. And there was actually there was a LinkedIn post, my old man actually, um, my old man post on LinkedIn, kind of demonstrating. And it went a bit, it went a bit uh, loopy. And someone from Wildex popped in there. He popped in there for a little bit of uh, interaction with us. Um, we asked him questions. He answered them. He was wrong in some cases. We answered other questions. He said he didn't know. And then we answered some other questions where he was just a bit of an idiot. So he did say that they have not really updated the software for 12 years, which is obviously a concern with regards to the Siemens software that they've got on these devices. With regards to the scope and application of these, we've been going around and we've been convincing ourselves that these devices are coming in soon. For now, they are recommended, which means they are subject to consideration and with regards to the cost right now, I think a lot of electricians are, especially for domestic clients, trying to protect the clients from having that excess. Fundamentally, if you if you want to install AFDDs for all the circuits or three or four circuits, you're consuming it's now going to be a fifteen hundred pound replacement, and then another electrician wouldn't do it, and the client would need so much educating to understand the benefit of one to the other, and we just don't have that evidence that they really work we just we can just relate what the manufacturers say they do and that's not enough that is not enough 
especially when you look at the video I put up and I show you how the manufacturers are obviously pushing these devices. So this guy came in, he um he started to say things like, you know, um if a board's fuse if a fuse board chains fifteen hundred pound now, then so 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 should it be. You know, he start he even said um boilers, boilers are twenty five hundred pound, he said. He said if someone's gonna pay twenty five hundred pound for a boiler, they should pay fifteen hundred pound fifteen hundred pound for a fuse board. You know? And then one some then one of the electricians commented to say that, you know, especially domestics, they, they're not they're not gonna have the funding to pay this much. And then this I'm gonna I'm just, this knobhead basically just said if they can afford you know OLED TVs and they can afford tablets and stuff then they can afford these devices that was the attitude of this that of this um, sales engineer I don't know what sales engineer is but that's what his role was from YLX so it, he kind of he came in good on him for contributing and communicating with us but um, not, not a lot of us were convinced at all he gave us some information about them, you know, in six months he says they're going to become a single pole device. So apparently there'll be a single pole device in six months. And from then on the, the price should start to fall. But uh, I'm still going to be advising people to just, you know, keep keep your eye, keep your eye on the horizon and see what happens in the future. Because we haven't got, we haven't got um, traceable, accurate evidence that these things work. Um someone asked about testing them you know functional testing well how can i test them and he said oh it self-tests every 18 hours you know is that a battery that self-tests you know if it is which is what the um the american versions were the uh, afcis the heart fault circuit interrupters how do we monitor the life of that if it does self-test what happens if it fails to self-test does it have a failure mechanism that guarantees it will isolate because it's failed to test or does it not do that? I asked, I asked that question myself. I got no reply. Um, device is in its infancy. It's definitely in its infancy over here. Uh, we'll, we'll, you know, larger commercial projects will put them in. We'll hear stories, case studies. We'll see them, and gradually the price will fall. And maybe come Amendment One, we'll start considering them as a more approachable device for domestics. Some of you may have already put them in domestics. You may have found a client who wants to invest in new technology. If you've put them in. Let us know how it's gone. If you have seen a device operate and you've proven its operation to be due to an arcing occur, please let us know. Please give us some information on it. Because the information that we have is they are a nuisance stripping device from, from the experience and we want it, we want we want evidence that they actually, you know, they operate with the parallel or the series arc fault. So, you know, do feedback and let me know. But yeah, um, they're still recommended. Do be aware, manufacturers and um, representatives will start twisting the interpretation of the recommended locations. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, one of the recommended lo recommended locations is a uh, a place of habitation, and this guy just assumes that means everyone's house because you sleep in your house. Uh, and so, these manufacturers want these devices in every single home in every single circuit in every single home okay if you watch the video i put up you'll notice the guy from eton says if you've got a cable in the wall that you could drill less than 50 mil depth you know which we used to think rcds was enough for now apparently afdds are needed for that scenario they're going to push and push and push and push and let's not forget these chaps are on jpel 64 
So let's see where this goes. Let's see where this goes. All part of the fun of a new edition, I guess. Hey guys, this is um going to be the end of this one, and I will see you in the next podcast, probably talking about RCD types. I think. Yeah, let's do that next. Bye now.